Hi, I'm Mia Dunlop, co-founder of Teen Brain Trust and one of the hosts of Hope Hunk Parenting Podcast. This is a short-form podcast for anyone raising a teenager. We're bringing together a community of mental health experts, neuroscientists, educators, and parents like me in short-form audio to demystify adolescence, help you build a better relationship with your teenager, and help raise the next generation of changemakers. In this mini-episode, I'm actually going to share how I messed up a conversation with my oldest son. He went off to college three years ago. This year, he's a graduating senior, which... Oh my God, they grow up so fast. But during his freshman year, he had a really hard time. He ran into a lot of troubles college freshmen typically run into when they're having a hard year. He felt like he wasn't fitting in. He was having a hard time making friends. He was worried he might have picked the wrong school. He was stressed and anxious. You get the gist. Somewhere towards the end of his first semester, he came home and decided to share his troubles with me. Now, look. I am a fixer. When I'm presented with a problem, I generally have one response. How can I find or create a solution to this problem? And that's exactly the response I had when my son came to me with his college problems. Like all parents, I don't like to see my kids unhappy. Seeing my kids unhappy makes me unhappy. It makes me anxious. It makes me want to help fix their problems. So my immediate response to my son sharing that he was feeling unhappy was to try and make him feel better. And this is something that all parents do. It's something we learn when our kids are young, when they skin their knees and cry. We're conditioned as the parents of young kids to be the fixer of their problems. Spoiler alert! This tactic can really backfire once your kid reaches the teen years. The thing is, my son didn't come to me because he wanted me to fix his problems. He came to me because he needed someone he could be vulnerable with, someone who would listen and be compassionate. Human beings can't do two things at once. This means we really can't listen and try to fix problems at the same time. Instead of doing what he needed, instead of listening to him, I tried to fix him. I started telling him how normal his experience was, how it was something that everyone went through, that it was something I went through. I told him how I cried every day my first semester of college, how lonely I was, how I struggled to make friends, how I missed my family. This culminated in him getting angry and frustrated, yelling, Mom, you're not listening to me, and walking off. I was shocked, confused, and slightly hurt. But I'm just trying to help, I thought to myself. That's where I didn't realize at the time, by trying to fix my son's problems, I was really invalidating him. Not a big invalidation where I was directly shutting him down. This was more of a subtle, unintentional invalidation, or as a psychologist friend put it to me, a micro-invalidation. So my son is past the point where he wants mom to fix everything for him. He just wants support from me while he figures out how to fix it for himself. I tried to fix his problems by telling him they were normal problems that everyone goes through, but in doing so, I was invalidating his own experience. I was inadvertently communicating that his experience wasn't important or significant because many other people go through similar experiences. I was trying to support him, but really what I was doing was undercutting him. But wait, there's more. I knew I botched the conversation, but how? Was it something I said? Was my son just in an inconsolable mood? I was lost and confused. 
So I took my confusion to my community of parents. What was really going on here? One of my friends helped me see where I had gone wrong. She was the one who introduced me to this concept of micro-invalidation. If I really wanted to help, she said, I should have just listened and let him know that I was there for him whenever he needed to share what he was going through. Once I understood the issue, I understood how to clean it up. As parents, we make mistakes. It's inevitable. I do it all the time. But with each mistake is an opportunity to own it and clean it up. This not only helps us get closer to our kids, but it models the critical skills of taking responsibility for our actions and initiating reconciliation. So I went to my son and said, when you came to me to talk about your college experience earlier, the conversation didn't go the way you wanted. You wanted me to just listen, and instead I talked over you. I'm sorry, and in the future, I really will try to just listen to what you have to say when you come to me with a problem. After that, we had a great conversation. He shared with me what he was dealing with, and I listened to everything he had to say. This is easier said than done, by the way. One of the hardest things for parents, for me at least, is to just sit and be with the fact that my kids are upset. But by validating what he was really going through, We were able to be with it together, and he was able to work through his upset and come to his own solution. He stayed at college, which he now realizes was the right program for him. He made tons of friends, and he really had an amazing college experience, even with COVID. One last thing. It can be tricky to know when your kids want you to listen and when they do genuinely want help solving their problems. One thing I've learned to do, which is a lifesaver, is when my kids come to me with a problem, I ask them, do you want help solving this right now or do you just want me to listen? This way, I always know the best way to help and support them. I hope sharing my mistake can be an opportunity to grow closer with your teens. And if you want to learn more about Hope Punk Parenting Community of Parents Raising Teens, visit us at www.teenbraintrust.com.